Man, I just, I just saw one of the hub packs they brought in. Mom told me I was traded pack. Wait, what? Yeah, one of the one of the packs for um for Hut because they have the whole trade deadline thing, and it's just like they, they get them stupid names. It says Mom told me I was traded. Yeah, that might be the cringiest thing I've ever heard. I just the mom it. told me I might be traded pack. Mom told me I was traded pack. I don't. I don't understand. I don't under. I don't understand. I don't get it. <laughs> is that a reference? Yeah. Being adopted. You know, the mom says I was adopted. No, no, no. Someone literally found out that they're like being waived some from their mom, and she commented on the team's like Twitter post. And I think probably that's what the reference is to. Anyway, this could also be talked it's about. It's so obscure. I thought it was like this a is whole, the like, podcast now. This is another cold open to the podcast. <laughs> I thought it was like a whole thing. Some random like, shit in what? the hut that yeah, I don't like, understand. I thought it was like you know, it's like they say my mother told me I was adopted. That kind of thing. Like I thought that was like a play um, on that. I'm pretty sure it's because like on Twitter, some <laughs> like a mom made a comment under like a uh, a team's thing where they like sent him down and like they didn't tell him yet or something. And no, like, I just, <laughs> made the comment of like, oh, yeah, you should probably tell my son this before you make the announcement, like with a winky face or something. I, I can't be. Oh, I remember I'm this. I remember. I don't know who it was. But I remember. I remember it was like I on Facebook it. or some shit. I found it. I found it from bar down June 2019. NHL player's mother confirms he still doesn't know he's been traded a full day later. It was Ryan Hartman. There you go. Because he was at the lake. So that is a over two year old reference. Oh, I thought no, wait, wait, wait. I thought it was more recent. No, yeah, since twenty nineteen. Damn. Huh. Huh. Well, I, I got a, I got a, I got a big I, thinker for you guys because that, yeah, because he was traded from the Flyers, yeah, to Minnesota, to the Stars, to the Stars. and he Wherever. was not a Dallas Star for very long. Yeah, that's how we can start today's show, guys. How many games did Ryan Hartman play as a Dallas Star? Zero. 13. Correct. Shit. Because of COVID or something nice. like that, I think. Was it? It might have been. 19? Oh, no. It was an off-season trade. Yeah, oh. I was going to say, I wasn't sure if it was like at the deadline in 2020. It was definitely the 2019 off-season. Yeah, he was traded at the draft for Tyler Pitlick and then not given a qualifying offer. Right. Wow. And then he had Rude. like 100 goals this season. Yeah, and then he signed to Minnesota and has 10,000 goals. <laughs> I was gonna. Fun uh, fact: (laughs) Ryan Hartman's goal total this season. Why not? We'll start off with all the questions. Over under eighteen. He's got twenty-two goals. It's over. over. It is the over. He has twenty-three. I I remember we were counting like with him. He had like thirteen at like twenty games in or something stupid like that. Mm -hmm. Like he was one of the. He was going. He nuts. has more goals this season than he had in the prior three seasons combined. Yeah. So if Sounds you want to be a star NHL player, get uh, traded for by the Dallas Stars and don't have them tender you a qualifying offer. Oh. We'll find out if that was good enough to leave into the podcast. And if it wasn't, then hey, welcome everybody to another edition of the Toogies Take Podcast, where we talk about nonsense for your entertainments. 
Us, the guys, the fellas, as it's been deemed, we are back again. It is Toogie, somehow escaping from the grips of an internet hacker. We'll talk about that today. Alongside Mr. Endo Mills, who witnessed the uh, Grand Arizona robbery uh, in live in person just a few nights ago. We'll talk about that as yeah. well. And in catching up with the fellas... Mr. Sin for the win is here, now on Instagram. You can catch <laughs> pictures of him hiking next to a river or wherever the hell you were. Sin, how's how's your week been? You know, it's one of those things that, uh, you know, you, you've, you've been out and about, you know, yeah. getting, getting the mentals on a level, but also exploring some stuff. Just how have you been? I have been as good as I could be over uh, what's kind of been happening so it's it's good i've done i guess three open mics no no two open mics since we've last uh since we've last had a podcast wrote three songs and uh yeah been treating myself to uh to nature and the world there you go it's good there stuff go. buddy yeah it's, so it- <laughs> i i will say right off the top like we've had crash and davos on the show a lot that'll likely continue uh, it's looking like Sin's going to move to every Friday now instead of being on Tuesdays and alternating, which, hey, it works out because I really like what we've had with Crash and Davos yeah, and potentially other people as well. Lord knows, I, today would have been a perfect episode to have Architect back on the podcast after oh what God. happened in Buffalo. My God. But, Told yeah, very much looking... Uh, He's trash. <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's like spot on. <laughs> Holy shit. Yes, it's the best. It's from all those times of us playing Ishul and hating it. So we just had to rag yeah. on one another to make it tolerable. Yeah, so we'd rag, yeah, rag on each other, rag on the game. And everyone knew Architect, especially everyone knew, especially Architect knew that he was miles better than any of us. So he would, he would yeah. make sure that we knew that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Real son of a bitch. A, a 2 on zero, and he wouldn't pass the fucking thing <laughs> ever. Son of a Just bitch. Wind up and uh, take a slapper. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Endo, I won't ask what's been going on with you, because, again, I can't wait to hear you tell the story of what it was like to watch the Leafs and Yotes in person. Uh, before we can get to that, though, of course, friendly reminder, as always, this podcast is brought to you by our friends at Manscaped. That is Manscaped.com. You can use GoToGi at checkout for 20% off your order and free worldwide shipping. Get all the tools for your grooming needs head-to-toe. Manscaped's got you covered. Again, 20% off when you use GoToGi at checkout. Manscaped.com. The right tools for the job. So, gentlemen, uh, I kind of addressed this already. I figured I might as well talk about it here as well. Um, boy, was this an interesting past couple of couple of days for me. While while Sin's on a nature hike and Endo's somehow scoring tickets to Leafs games, although the tickets were so far up, you would have thought he was sitting in another fucking postal code. Actually, you know what? <laughs> Those were not bad seats. Those were not bad maybe at was, all. Maybe it was Leafer's seats that I saw where Leifer he was sitting was like in the higher than the jumbo Holy shit! Yeah. Like, <laughs> He was sitting was like he was sitting up at like Dubas's level, but like in the back corner. Meanwhile, Oof. I'm like I'm like row three, section three away. People know in Toronto where that is, but like, it's it's pretty close up there. And like the photos I was taking with my phone, uh, beautiful, absolutely beautiful. I recommend my phone, which I will talk about later. Uh, outside of the podcast, they don't sponsor us. That'd be crazy if we got sponsored from them. Though. It'd be crazy, but great, great, great game. Yeah. I, I had to look it up. It was Leafer seats. It's like he could have just reached up and touched the roof. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scotia Bank. Oh. Jesus oh my God. Christ. 
Meanwhile, I, uh, I was stressing. Boy, howdy was I stressing. So, I did not get the stream on Wednesday night or Thursday night because your boy was the victim of a data breach, from what I can tell. Fucking Russians. Now, no, just kidding. <laughs> you know, you know, you're correct, though. I, what? Correct. Yeah. I was, I was playing off of all the Russian hacker uh, hysteria that was. That is exactly what happened to me. Though. Yeah, I figured. I'm it not joking. Been. I'm not saying it as a way to like continue to like rag on Ovechkin or shit like that. This is planned. Legitimately. So Wednesday morning, Wednesday morning or Wednesday afternoon, I look and I get an alert on. Uh, I had a Yahoo email account. Why did you still have Yahoo? Because I had it for like a decade. I made it when I was in high school. I still had it, so I just kept it the whole time. Foreshadowing. I got, yes. I got an <laughs> alert saying that there was a login attempt to my Instagram. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. Went and checked. I swear on my grandfather's grave, the location was somewhere in Russia. I, it might have been Omsk is where they specifically pinned it. Damn. And I'm like, huh. Let me change my Instagram password. Went and uh, walked the dog with the girlfriend and talked about it. And we're just like, yeah, that's really weird. And for some reason, despite both of us being rather tech-savvy people, it did not really jump to mind, like, maybe I should change more than just my Instagram password. You know, just to be safe. So I didn't. That night, I get an alert from Google on Chrome. The whole, oh, these passwords might have been leaked from a data breach. And I'm like, oh. And I saw my Instagram on there, and I'm like, I'm going to go change some stuff. As I am logging into certain things, I start noticing shit. I logged into my Yahoo. I see certain things that are weird. I see a confirmed purchase order. Somebody, whoever logged in, Confirmed a $100 Patreon subscription to somebody I've never heard of. So I log into my Patreon. And the time it logs, and the time it takes me to log into my Patreon, I then try to go back to my Yahoo. All of a sudden, I'm locked out. Oof. I can't log back in. They've changed the password. I try to log into my bank account. I'm locked out. I try to log into my Twitch. I'm locked out. I got locked out of the vast majority of things. Um... Again, those things I mentioned, my Patreon, and uh, yeah, in that moment, boy, do you start to panic. <laughs> um, I can't even begin to explain the stress of essentially having door after door slammed in your face. The first thing and the first step was to try to regain access to my Yahoo account, because this was at about 10.30 p.m. Kind of difficult to call your bank and be like, hey, what the fuck's going on? So I end up getting in contact with Yahoo support. And they're like, okay, we've secured the account. Nobody else has it. Try to log back in. I can't. The password's been changed. Okay, well, use your alternate email. I can't. The alternate email has been set to the email itself. Oh, well, there's nothing we can do. So I have now completely lost that account. It is in an, in, it's in an infinite loop. Because somehow, the alternate account, you know, oh, hey, I can't log into this one. Direct it to my Gmail account, and that way I'm okay. Which is what I'm pretty sure I had it set to. Instead, if you try to, like, recover password and use the code to get your password back, it sends that recovery email to the locked account. It is stuck in an infinite loop, 
and can never be accessed again because for whatever reason, Yahoo don't have it within their support system to do what, say, Twitch did for me and finished doing this morning. And I'm very thankful to Twitch support uh, where they were just like, okay, hey, we gave you a temporary password, log in, change your shit. No problem. Yahoo doesn't do that, though. And if they did, this really wouldn't have been that big of a deal. So, uh, holy fuck. You gotta wonder where in their coding it even makes sense to allow the alternate email to be set to the email itself I think if an infinite loop can error. happen. I How think does that happen? Uh, I think the way it happened is um, that you might have had it set up by accident, but when they went to recover your account and set the recovery email, whoever set up the, the, the send it over set it to your actual email and it's just like it's done, in, it's done in the background it freezes and it stays like that yeah yahoo fuck so <laughs> they might have yeah um you know i had to call my bank and just be like hey can i reset shit they did that in two minutes the only thing i don't have access to now is the patreon still uh, which i'm working on and uh technically for discord there's some stuff although we record this on discord so obviously it's it's okay yeah the only thing i can recommend to people and people might be asking oh why couldn't you use your phone make sure that your security settings are up to date guys is my my biggest story out of this because as much as it was some random fucking person doing whatever shit they wanted to try and do there is still some fault on my part for example, I didn't up I didn't update my phone number for the support, so I can't use my phone. The phone number that it's attached to, I don't have anymore. Make sure I don't care if it's fucking Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever. Make sure your shit's updated. If you have passwords that maybe might not be the most secure at this point, it's not a bad idea to update your passwords either to make sure they're super secure. Be careful with that shit. Um, I definitely had the attitude of, ah, it's not going to fucking happen to me. It happened to me. Uh, and again, it's one of those things where even in the moment where I'm like, huh, someone logged into my Instagram. I just treated that as an Instagram only thing and didn't think about what else could happen. (laughs) It's one of those things where you just don't think it's going to happen to you until it does. But thankfully in the grand scheme of things, everything's all right. It's just been a lot of time investment to fucking switch everything over some sites make it more difficult to change over an email address than you'd like to think so that is uh that is story time with tug pay attention to your online uh security (laughs) pay attention to it because you never fucking know (laughs) sin you want to trade can can i go hiking instead down by the river (laughs) you can live in a van down by the river if uh, that (laughs) shit happens again (laughs) (laughs) Well, thankfully, and I mentioned this on Twitter, too, um, and I think I talked about it on the podcast before. I had a dentist appointment like two weeks ago, there and I'm in the chair getting work done, and they're like, oh, well, there's, there's two other teeth we could touch up real quick, and I'm like, whatever, I got all this shit in my mouth already. Uh-huh, uh-huh, comes, no, out, no. comes out to fucking two grand. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, even if they did try to take my money, I didn't have much of that bank account at the moment to begin with. So. That's why your bank wasn't touched entirely. It's just like, ah, I feel bad well, for not spending any more money. What makes no sense, though, is I think my bank flagged it because it disappeared. That $100 Patreon charge just disappeared. So I, I, have, I have no idea, man. It, shit's weird. Shit's weird is the best way to describe that stuff. But at the end of the day, I... Uh, 
I hate using the word hacked, but I guess it would be appropriate. You did get like hacked. most people. Like most people, like who use the word hacked, use it like a freaking sixteen-year-old girl on Facebook. <laughs> where oh no, I stayed logged into my friend's phone, and now we're not friends anymore. And then she went into my Facebook and changed shit. I got hacked. Like no, I legit got hacked from someone in fucking Omsk. For God's sake! Oh, they do that. Um, what they did over here is they'll be like hacked by JC, and it's just like him saying like, "Oh, whatever." Right. Put your phone on. Yeah. And then like yeah. God's be like, "My name is Jake, and I like dick." And it's just like, "What?" <laughs> like, come on. Actually, oh, funny I had story. a Facebook memory like that pop up recently. Yeah, funny story about that. Um, when I was a kid, uh, I had Facebook because we all had Facebook when we were kids. Um, my my I cousin, still have it to keep in touch with old family members because that's the only way they know how to communicate anymore. And the like right wing memes, it's great. Um, and <laughs> 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 does Tugi is right? Here's right a meme is? format that doesn't work with these words, but they. <laughs> <laughs> they back up my but beliefs. <laughs> oh my god! Um, but like my my version of getting hacked was um, back in grade I was like grade seven or grade eight. My cousins were on my my Facebook, and then they told everybody that I was getting a sex change. My name was not Endurance, but Endorina, and everyone believed it for some reason. Like I went to school That's the next day. Enough. They're like, "Are you really called Endorina?" I'm like, "No, <laughs> what?" Hey, at least they were like good about it. They were. That was yeah, right. It's like, hey, we, su- we really support supportive. you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm like, you guys treat me like this now. Maybe I, maybe I should no. Just yeah, it was it was something else. Ah, oh, beautiful. Yeah. So with that, hey, it's always nice to catch up with the fellas. One of these days, send them to mention it again. Take a take a nice little vacation over here. We'll see all kinds of. Yeah, I was looking at prices in between our two seasons. I'm like, it must be too close because, like, I wouldn't know what airport to go into, but it was still like 700 bucks for a plane ticket. I was like, are you serious? Like, damn, yeah. like, shit's expensive right now. Yeah, I was like, holy shit. When I, the last time I took a flight, it was ridiculously cheap. I mean, it wasn't far, but I figured, why the hell would it more than quintuple in price to go across the country? I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking at it right it now. For me, it's like three. I was like off the planet. Well, from you, yeah. I'm, I'm in California. It was like all oh, right. Easier Cali. time driving. It was like seven hundred bucks, man. Like to go to Maine, hmm. and I think that was to like, Portland. I don't know. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know what airport to go into. Is it Banger or Portland or what? Where do you even live? For the record, nobody here actually says Banger. I know. It, it is I know. just Bangor. I know, but you always would say that. And that it, that's Joe Rogan's biggest offense is perpetuating that people say Banger. Okay. That's the reason I can't fucking stand that guy. <laughs> Fuck it's you and your the podcast. It's an- <laughs> <laughs> so with that, uh, let's get into a couple of viewer questions. As always, you can send some questions along on the Discord. The link is in the description. And whether or not you are watching or listening, join up. There is the podcast questions section. Now, I think it was Kofster, and I didn't write this one down, who asked about uh, Deshaun Watson. Now, I, earlier today, heard about Deshaun Watson, and all I had heard was that he elected to plead the fifth about 700,000 times. And I'm like, how can we talk about that? But then I just saw that he was trending, and that a grand jury has uh, declined to indict him, uh, despite uh, 22 women filing uh, suits against him. So, um, I'm still not sure what to make of this, but apparently uh, the league's going to be... You know, moving the sun and the earth to trade for Deshaun Watson. Uh, who will go for him? Not the Washington Commanders, because they have Carson Wentz. And now that Sin's here, 
Aaron Rodgers staying with the Packers, huh? Yeah, How about man. That? Terrific. <laughs> no, yeah, football. I, he's obviously a great quarterback. It's just fucking hell. Why? It's this whole last year. The man mm. just. I don't, I don't know. know what happened. I, like out of nowhere, it's just like the idea of him having. Like, and the then biggest he did a in the fucking NFL juice cleanse, man. Pick a struggle. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what? He did. He did like a fucking seven day juice cleanse or some stupid shit. I'm like, are you? He's like that weird level, like that that green party level of like, I'm going to be fucking anti-vax, but also I'm going to do this hippie ass shit. And I don't know, like he's 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 like stuck between worlds. He's walking between worlds right now. But yeah, I don't know. I just, oh my god, so the man is just yeah. But yeah, I I don't even know. I remember the first price tag that I heard. It was like baseball money, like fifty mil per for like four years, and then he didn't. Oh yeah, it. he has like one of the biggest deals of all time. Oh, is it so. is it that big? Jesus, yeah. Well, so yeah. they're not going to win anything still. Yeah, probably not, because you want to kind of spread the wealth. You know, Tom Brady got a raise every year when the Patriots were in the Super Bowls. <laughs> the opposite happened, everybody. That's a joke, by the way. Um, yeah. No, hey, good good for him. Good for him. Want to move on to our, uh, our next question here, because, again, football-wise, hey, we'll have plenty of time to talk about football, free agency. Now, Brett Favre. Brett Favre. <laughs> Great wedding. Great <laughs> Oh fuck! I will just say I'm glad right now the leading candidate for the title of this podcast is Juice Cleanse Struggle. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see if that can be topped. Got to put a, a picture of Jerry Cordage, the father of juicing. Oh god! I, oh my god! I, I don't I ever want to hear "father of juicing" come out oh of my anyone's god. mouth for the rest okay. of my okay, life. So <laughs> that was so disconcerting. <laughs> okay, no, there was a. It was a video that a YouTuber Jontron put out where he watched like his video, watched like um, <laughs> the video, and this guy apparently like went on like the Gerson diet and like cured his cancer from like eating just like carrot juice or whatever, and so he became like the father of juicing. It would sell these infomercials for products for juice and all that fun stuff. Some jelly yeah. juice. The internet's a lovely place. It's beautiful. Our next question comes from one pissy Oilers fan. Tremendous name. MLB season predictions. Now, look, we've kind of talked about it before. Baseball-wise, eh. The lockout just ended. Let's be honest, I think that's the big takeaway. I am shocked the lockout ended. I certainly didn't think it was going to end anytime soon. It is rather scary how quickly a lot of comment sections went from supporting the players to blaming the players, by the way. Um, that's very weird. I, guess I don't understand how that happened. What? I I don't understand. Like somehow the narrative shifted, or like bots were out there to just be like, it's the players that are preventing us from playing for wanting their fair share in the deal. I'd say give it time though before we talk about baseball, because again, free agency still has to happen there. Uh, we are a month away from there being any baseball. Uh, I'd rather see what the rosters are before we kind of you know talk about baseball even though the fact that you know sins mentioned before like hey he's an athletics fan and there hasn't been too much to talk about endo at least you know as a blue jays fan it's a team on the up and up so yeah the a's are always on the up and up until they can't afford fucking anyone they rebuild again you know they can (laughs) make the playoffs or get a they make the playoffs and lose in round one or get eliminated in the wild card and then they they sell off all their pieces they rebuild again. that's that's the old that's the oakland athletic way 
Hey, listen, listen. The more money they have available, the more money our good old friend Cole Irvin can make. Okay, the more money available, there the more money he gets paid. I thought <laughs> they go to Vegas. I'm done. I don't even know. I, I was gonna I say. I, I don't thought even this watch. entire thing was yeah, leading to one of you two mentioning Vegas. No, well, I thought <laughs> there for sure. Is. I mean, if they go there, I'm, I'll find a new team. Fuck Vegas and everything stands. Uh, well, I mean, would you go for a within California team? Probably. Like, I'd probably just be a Giants fan. At least they're willing to spend money, man. Like, as long as baseball is going to have that no salary cap luxury, uh, we're very rich and you can't do shit about it. You might as well. Mm. <laughs> but San Diego is interesting. I do like. I did like that shortstop dude. He had some great energy. Uh, I was going to say, like, yeah. Mm. yeah, I was going to say, boy, don't don't mention him. He collapsed at the end of last I, season, not literally, but like his statistics. Yeah, it's all um, his errors. <laughs> I was gonna say I figured I figured the Giants would be your shout just as you know they're a bit more northern compared to the other three teams, yeah. so that makes sense. Our final two questions here come from the, the number one super fan on the YouTube side of things. That being Scroopy, keeping up that comment section. Scroopy, we Scroopy love you numbers. for it. There you go. Name a player who your favorite franchise traded for or signed as a free agent that didn't work out, but you wish they did. I wish that Danny Heatley worked out for the Ducks in July of 2014. Uh, he only produced a fraction of a scoring touch from the past. I had a little bit more time to think about this, and I mean the two. I don't want to have it be this first one, but Rick Nash. Obviously just injuries caught up to him, but again, to have him as a Bruin was a dream. The next would probably be Simon Gagne because Ooh. he was a Bruin killer for years. Like he was so so good as a flyer, and by the time he got to Boston, it was it was just done. Like he he wasn't he wasn't what he was, and it's very weird to think that the final twenty three years of his career was played as a Boston Bruin. He had four points in those twenty three games. So those are the first two shouts that came to mind for me. Sin for you as a Sharks fan. Not Does anybody come to history. mind? Yeah, there, there's. I mean, there's a few, but we were never that big of a free agency team. Like there, we haven't really done too many. Like I can't really think of that many big names that we've picked up in free agency. Um, Danny Heatley was a trade. Well, he did say uh, he did say traded for or a free agent signing. Oh, so. oh, it says. Oh geez, yeah, I completely missed that. Oh, um, Danny Heatley then. <laughs> you yeah, both. I have mean, Danny. Danny Heatley. Yeah, Danny Heatley was definitely one. Uh, ooh, that's tough. I'll have to think about that a bit longer than if Endo wants to go. I might have. All right. Um, Imagine the Leafs fan wishing that someone performed a bit better. Shut up. I'm just this saying, is fresh you have in my a lot mind. of options. This is fresh in my mind. I want the refs to perform better. We'll get to that later. No, yeah, we will. Please yeah. don't bring but it there. Seriously, I think um, just I want to say goaltending. I want to say defense, but for defense, it's not just a single person. It's like multiple people who are just dropping the ball. Um, if we had like peak Frederick Anderson and peak Jack Campbell, which was November, so you November could. Jack Campbell and peak Frederick Anderson. This team would be great. You have you, you'd have two guys to lean on. You'd have, you'd have, you'd have oh, two oh, legit guys to lean on. I see. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, I was like, he absolutely had peak Freddie Anderson. That man was stealing games for. You. I mean, did we did we really have him, or did we just kind of let him go? Well, you had him, but the rest of the team. 
Yeah, we let yeah, him he go. Was on, he was on his. He was on an island. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And he, everyone wants to blame him because he because he left. I would leave too. I mean, it's worked out. He's on the still first place Carolina Hurricanes for God's yeah. sake. Yes. Okay. Um. Yeah. So if it, it's trade, you have to mention Eric Carlson. Um. Hmm. Simply because yeah, he's good. He's even great. But he's not what you traded for. He's not what you signed. Right. Like it's the price tag doesn't match the production. What you thought you were getting with the trade doesn't match that. Another one has to be Martin Jones for me. Um, I wanted so mm. bad for that to work out, especially after that cup run. I was like, holy shit, this like the way he played in the in the Stanley Cup finals was unreal. It was. He like had that extra level. I loved Nabby, but Nabby was always pretty just consistent across the board. Very, very good, but he mm. never found that extra level in the playoffs. In fact, I mean, Vesa Toskala started over him one year uh, when we went to the conference finals against the Oilers. Um, and I thought we might have had that with Martin Jones. I'm like, all right, whatever. Do the regular season, ratchet up in the playoffs like against Pittsburgh. And it never happened. I kept hoping for it because we signed that contract. And it just, mm-hmm. oh, that was, that was, that's a hard one. And at the end, it's just, yeah. Yeah. The other question from Scroopy here. I think we've answered one like this before, but ask yeah, it. Let's go for it. Who's your favorite player from your most hated hockey franchise? I never liked the I never liked the Red Wings, but Nick Lidstrom was amazing. So it could be currently, or it could be all time. And uh, uh, the question is, I think first and foremost, is who is your most hated franchise? Because. I feel like that's changed. Like I feel like that's yeah. a constantly it's a, it's fluid. evolving thing. It absolutely is because I it would have been the Kings uh, before a few before years Vegas. ago. Yeah, it would have <laughs> absolutely been the Kings. And now I'm just like, eh, Kings are fine, whatever. I don't care. It's just Vegas is public enemy number one. <sighs> yeah, and even now as I as I look, like they're like obviously there's always that Montreal shout. Um. And as I as I look, it's it's tough. Like I'd never say that I. There, there was a time where I, I like obviously like right after 2019, where I was just furious with the Blues having the audacity to complain about officiating in a series where they were headhunting like sons of bitches. I will never let that go. Neither will I. It's it was just saying brilliant strategy just saying, on their part. Barube it was, was just, and that's what pisses me off. It's Insane. fantastic strategy to bitch about the refs, but when it's a former goon doing it, <laughs> mm-hmm. can we not see how ridiculous that is? God damn it. My answer is Carey Price. Like, come on. It's the most obvious fucking thing in the world that I actually really like Carey Price. Like, come on. It's the most obvious thing in the world. Endo Mills, your favorite player from your most hated hockey team. Austin Matthews, Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, like... <laughs> I'll allow it. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, favorite oh, player, Ilya Mikhaev. I've always liked Superman go. when he first started setting up here. Um, but honestly, I think out of the franchise that I hate the most, um, it might be, it might be Buffalo, just because of their managerial stuff and all that. Like, I, I hate them for what they've done to Jack Eichel, who we'll, we'll get to later. Uh, but I, I think, honestly, 
And I think um, Tyler Ennis, favorite player from the worst franchise when he was playing with that team. Mr. Sim for the win. Yeah. yeah. Um, it would have been Flurry, but he's not there anymore uh, for Vegas. I guess it would be Laner because <laughs> I hate every single one of the skaters on that team. I'm like racking my brain. I'm like, who do I like? Not really any of them. <laughs> so I'd be Laner because uh, mostly for his off-ice stuff, advocating mental health and whatnot. That's awesome. And that's a you know great thing for him to do. And, of course, in typical biggest fashion he catches a shit ton of flack from their fans every time they lose and stuff um and if if we're going back to you know the previous team that i hated kings which was for the longest time man um how do you choose just one that i actually know i still (laughs) hilarious i still hate multiple people on that but it, it would have to be it probably have to be Kopitar just because he's so good and he's not mm. a piece of shit. And, like, he plays the game like in a good way. He's uh, all over the ice constantly. He's uh, super underrated. And, yeah, he's not Dustin Brown. He doesn't elbow and knee people. And he's not Drew Doughty, who's completely overrated. There you go. Eat <laughs> shit, Crash Andrews. <laughs> Oh, he knows. Oh, he knows how I God, he know. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> I'd tell him. I'd so like, that, everybody, again. Not top ten. The Discord, the place to be to ask questions. We thank you, as always, for doing so. Of course, the YouTube comment section works as well. With that, let's get into talking about some of the events the past few days. Starting off with the main events, the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Arizona Coyotes. Now... Heading into the game, of course, we knew that Jack Campbell was going to be out with injuries, going to be out for a couple of weeks. So Peter Morazic's been the main man in goal. The stat heading into the game is that the Leafs have allowed 45 goals in their last 10 games. Still going 5-4-1 in that time somehow. In this game, Peter Morazic allows four goals on 12 shots. Is pulled in favor of Eric Schalgren, if I'm not mistaken who makes his NHL debut. He was an emergency call-up the day before, or that day, I should yeah, say. Yeah, that day. The Leafs down 4 nothing. I do believe. They come back to tie the game. Austin Matthews scores his 44th of the year. And then it goes to overtime, where Arizona scores the winning goal off of an incredibly blatant hold against Austin Matthews to keep him from being able to play the puck know, right in front of the official. Mm-hmm. And the Yotes win it 5-4 to four in overtime. Endo Mills, you were there. Your recollection of this game and your thoughts. Uh, I was there, and Polina was there. Were you there, Polina? You were at the game, right? Okay. Is she on the, the podcast or are you? Yeah. I don't know. Like I was just asking if she had fun. You have fun? Sure. Sweet. All right. So this is basically like how the game ask and remember yeah. if she was that. I, I don't know. People change their minds. Girls are complicated. They're complicated. No, I'm I'm just um, saying you had to remember that she was there. I yeah. <laughs> no, we we were just vibing the whole time. Um, it, Can you was... talk about the game, sir? No, um, I'm, I'm dragging. I'm stalling for time. Uh, <laughs> no, it was it was all right. Um, I mean, granted, the start wasn't great. It was like first shot in net went in, second shot basically went in. 
it was it was a lot of bad luck and Peter Mrazek looking like a fish out of water. I wasn't sure if that was a pool or was crease in there. Like I told him, I posted on Twitter to get a snorkel for the second period because it was bad. Um, like one of the shots was a went off like his arm and then came back on the left side and he couldn't even grab it to get the rebound. Like it was a lot of bad puck luck, but then again, the Leafs didn't really play defensively and help him out. Then when they pulled in um, children to come in and he, he was, he was solid. The team like barely like let like Arizona get in their zone at all. It, it, it shows that, um, and I saw this with the team as well with Freddie Anderson. It's like they played for Freddie. They didn't really play for Hutch. They, they're they're playing for Campbell. They aren't really playing for Mrazic, but they showed up for children. I mean, this was his first NHL game too as well. So, yeah, now Leafs Nation wants him to be a star and want him to be a starter. Uh, they've already announced that Mrazic is getting the Heritage Classic game because they already have his gear ready for the game anyway. Um and I think children wouldn't want to switch from Vaughn from Bauer to Vaughn here. And you got the goalie semantics, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 Um, when they bounced back, I was, I was happy because like they, they showed some progress, some like actual grit and determination because they, they went, they got one. It was four one. Uh, it was Envol like tipped it in front of the net. Second goal was the, um, I believe it was William Nylander. Then it was Austin. Ma- it was Austin Matthews first. Then it was William Nylander, and then it was God. I don't even know who the hell got the fourth goal. I can't even remember. But doesn't it was just matter. like hmm? doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it was just when they're on and ready to play, and they actually want to play. They mean it. They can. They're the best. They're one of the best teams in the league. But they get discouraged way too early. They give up basically, essentially, when they know they're down on their luck, and they hope for like a quick bounce afterwards like it was 4-1 and then it was 5-4 i think the call was the leafs it it was always 4-1 yeah if it's the leafs no matter what it's always 4-1 and it was just just and we go into overtime there you have the missed call then but there were a few missed calls during the third period like it was just bad officiating the entire time like again letting the boys play and everything um which was key to you know us getting back into the game but at the same time, you have to call certain things. And bad officiating definitely screwed this game over. Um, there are a lot of talks on Twitter and stuff like that of getting media attention onto referees themselves and to have them speak up for certain things or why they made certain calls or why calls were missed, which I think, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that because then you could have more spotlights to guys like Wes McCauley and y'all know he loves the spotlight. So I don't know. I'm I'm torn on that situation. I feel like they should be calling the rule book, but then again, human error is basically innate in the sport. Are yeah, you going to be like human error when you just ignore stuff and try not to have an impact on a game? You end up having a bigger impact like that shit. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. So that's the that's the big thing about this particular game, right? For as much as you can sit there and talk about, well, Peter Morazic doesn't know how to stay anywhere. Peter Morazic doesn't know how to stay within fucking five feet of his crease. Uh, talk about other defensive <clears throat> issues that there might be, so on and so forth. At the same time, Peter Morazic like had some like knee. Dude, he's never in his on. crease. No, he's yeah. just flopping around on the fucking net. That's the reason he's, he was always in his crease, but he just wasn't Mm-mm, flopping around. Not off. Not off of the replays I've seen, man. You go ahead and look at Steve Dangle's fucking Twitter. He loves clipping 
when Peter Morazic is out of his crease, and it is often. Yeah. I mean, when he goes to play the buck and shit game. like that, yeah. Like, he, he fucked up a lot on that, too. But, like, when he's in there, he plays a very acrobatic style. It's almost as if he's trying to do what Jack Campbell does, but he can't be Jack Campbell. Like, then again, like, Jack worked with fucking Jonathan Quick over there when he was with the Kings. So, he developed the style as well from, from what he was going over there. So, it's expected that he has that style. Peter Morazic, <laughs> I don't even know, man. Like, That's I don't know what they gave him, what they gave him to eat over there in in Detroit, but uh, change your diet. Change your diet, please. It's... Bottom line is the biggest takeaway for most people. It comes down to officiating. Um, this comes from Kevin underscore McGran on Twitter. It's probably worth noting that Austin Matthews has drawn six penalties this season, which is tied for 352nd. Uh, he is, of course, the NHL's leading scorer. He has drawn uh, 34 less penalties than Connor McDavid. Um, 352nd. When you factor in his average ice time and how much he is out there, how involved in the play he is, that's that's not a coincidence, and that is an outright point of contention. You know, this is a guy that plays, on average, let's see, this season, uh, 20 minutes and 27 seconds a night. He has drawn six penalties in 55 games. We had this conversation when the number came out about how many penalties Connor McDavid's drawn in the playoffs. The bottom line is, is the NHL, not that star players deserve this extra bit of attention that you can't do anything near them or it's automatically a penalty, but they do the exact there is a difference. There is a difference between not there is a difference between not treating them differently and not doing anything at all. You look at the NBA, and this was the comparison I wrote down. The NBA kind of has that reputation for protecting star players at all costs, in a sense. Whereas the NHL doesn't do it at all. Like, there has to be that middle ground where, yeah, the bottom line is, someone like Austin Matthews is going to generate what should be more calls because he is more talented than the people he is going up against. He is just naturally going to be that... On a lot of occasions where he doesn't score, look at the play, he was probably fouled at some point. It's just kind of a fact. It's how it works. You look at Ovi in the Edmonton game. The hooking call, the no hooking call on Zach Hyman. It's like we stepped Landeskog. back pre-lockout with that play, man. Like that was a pre-lockout play. It was so bad. Like Brian McCabe would be would be proud, the king of the clutch and grab. Like oh, holy yeah. shit, this hook mm. was straight out of nineteen ninety two. You have Gabriel Landeskog calling up the refs after a game against Minnesota as well, uh, kind of mentioning uh, what we all kind of know is in this particular instance, he was arguing that uh, someone like Nazem Kadri, based off of his reputation, uh, doesn't get calls when he should either. It doesn't change what we already know, right? Like, NHL officiating is a disaster. We're not breaking news here. But it's interesting that more players, in a sense, are, uh, like Landeskog, starting to kind of speak up because uh, guess what's going to happen in the playoffs if this is happening in the regular season? Playoffs are going to be a goddamn, uh, goddamn mess, for lack of a better term. I was going to use the term uh, battlefield, but given world events, that doesn't seem appropriate at this time. Uh, but it's, dude, like, it's going to be awful. 
Like, you are going to, like, as it was, someone like Connor McDavid barely drawing any penalties whatsoever in the playoffs. Oh, well, how much have the Oilers made the playoffs? <laughs> uh, the point is, like, when, when they're there and when he's there, the refs just don't call anything. And Sin hit the nail on the head. It's the idea of we don't want to impact the game, so we're not going to call anything. But by not calling it, you're having a bigger impact on the game than the penalty would in the first place. And it's, yeah. it's this weird, weird... I don't Hockey has this such a... Like, this working class mentality. Like, they're such fucking working class heroes constantly. And you have to... The grinders and the, the lower line guys, they have to be given a chance. I'm like, motherfucker, it's it's a sport. The best team, mm-hmm. the best player is supposed to have that sort of advantage. You don't try to level the playing field. And the people who support that, all those old heads and all these old school guys, are the same motherfuckers who piss and moan about participation trophies. So, we all yep. know they're full of shit. We are, we've known that for a while, but this just kind of proves that, you know, they want those lower, you know, it's cut, yeah, anyway, but it's, I don't understand, again, this is, we, we talk about hockey culture a lot, and in this case, it's just focused on the game. This is a part of hockey culture that is just so weird to me, and I don't, I don't quite understand how they're still stuck in that mentality. We've had a Gretzky, we've had, right now we have a McDavid, who, honestly, like, he literally could, could break some Gretzky numbers if the game was probably called by the rule book. Like he could be, he could be greater than the great one. Um, especially in the, like the playoffs, like, I mean, yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. I feel like, like you said, the, the NBA definitely protects players too much. You don't want that. Um, so yeah, you have to, you have to do something though, because when you're just blatantly not protecting them and trying to like level the playing field, you're not letting your stars shine. Therefore, you're not growing the game. People watch hockey to see superstars. A lot of them, casual fans, they want to see those superstars. You want to make new fans, they want to see superstars. They want to see highlight reel plays. John Tortorella right now rolling over in his future grave because just of us even thinking about that. But it's what needs to happen to truly grow the sport and. I, I just don't know why there's so much resistance from the NHL to doing the necessary things to achieve that. It, it's odd to me. Yeah, I wish I could say I knew too. I mean, it's just it's been a constant topic of debate for the past year now of this podcast's existence, uh, regardless of who's been on the show, guests that we've had on. Like mm-hmm. this is just this is just the theme is nobody understands the state of officiating because it really does defy all logic put it that way rather simply Uh, on the bright side phil kessel became a dad he left the game went home he's a father now he can truly have a dad bod (laughs) he's been he's been prepared for years yeah that's what he was training for motherfuckers (laughs) (laughs) a quick thing as well too one thing that we'll never understand in toronto and toronto in general is the booing of Phil Kessel. I will never understand him? the booing of Phil Kessel whenever Does he gets he get he touches booed, the puck. Really? He got booed the entire night. And yeah, I, I literally still. said in my section, why are you booing him? He's the only one who's brought us a cup since 67. <laughs> He's That's the true. only one who has brought a cup to Toronto. 
Technically speaking, the Toronto Sickets Hospital, which is like a 10-minute walk from Scotiabank oh. Arena. Not oh, he even. He brought it there when he won it with Pittsburgh? In the yeah, first okay. year he got the cup, he br- which is immediately after he got traded to Pittsburgh. Good dude. Brought the cup to Toronto. Immediately. Good one, yep, not Randy. Yeah. <laughs> fill seats. Now, and now I have to fill my hole in the heart with uh, our team just disappointing me every night. God. Well, well, we'll turn it away from Leafs talk then. Thank you. But um, <laughs> we do get to keep talking about people booing former players this as Jack did, yeah. Eichel returned to Buffalo last night. And you knew it was going to be an interesting night when immediately highlighted by Sportsnet on Twitter before the puck drops is a sign that says, thanks for nothing, Jack Eichel. As if everything that happened was his fault. This is the fan base they always profess to be somehow superior to Arizona because they... St- <laughs> like, what the fuck? How do you? How are you going to blame him? The man needed surgery. The man got his surgery. The man's playing again. This could have been yours had your management. That's... It's so weird. Like, I understand it didn't work out, but why boo the guy? Like, he did what was best for himself. Well... They booed him throughout the entire night. It's also an interesting moment with Cody Cece, where uh, after a face-off got called off, uh, he was against Jack Eichel, and coincidentally, just kind of starts stretching out the neck a little bit. Maybe it, maybe it was coincidence. I don't know, but uh, hmm. You mean Eakin? It was interesting, at the very least, from from what Mister Cody Eakin. Yeah. End of the game. Sabres up 2-1. to one. Eichel can't handle a puck at the point. Leads to Alex Tuck going the other way to score the empty net goal that seals it. Of course, Tuck a part of the trade package for Eichel. Now, we've set the stage in saying that he was booed the entire fucking night. I don't understand why. I don't. I think it defies all logic as to why he was booed. Because the narrative not that long ago wasn't, oh, Jack doesn't want to play for us. It's, oh, my God, our management's dropping the ball. But then Jack gets traded and comes back, and now all of a sudden we're booing him. Weird. Jack Eichel, in the post game said this quote, That's the loudest I've ever heard this place, ever. It only took seven years of me leaving for them to get into it. And holy fuck the salts. Good. Raining from the heavens, piling <laughs> up higher than the Empire State Building. Thousands and thousands holy. of architects. All, oh, that's just beautiful. That's <laughs> oh a beautiful my sight. God. That was one. Like as if every table that was broken, the, the sawdust turned into salt and they piled it high. Like... <laughs> People oh, questioning his leadership ability. Oh, you know, it really makes me think back to maybe why the team in the locker room struggled. Michael was the leader there. If this is how he's going to act. Soft as baby shits. Copium, Not- by the way. Uh, they- oh, my God. Cope and seethe, you fucking losers. Cope, heed, like, and not- not just Sabres fans either, but other people on Twitter and Reddit. Oh, Jack's such a dickhead. Fucking, oh, he's just, I can't believe he would say that. Here's a clip from when they won 10 games in a row. Here's all the clips of when the fans were loud. We want personality, but not like that. How dare he clap back at us? Yeah. Soft as baby shit. Oh my god, the people just full fucking diaper. 
because Jack Eichel dared be snarky back after being booed the entire time by a fan base that claimed they supported him but boo him the second he's gone? Well, maybe he wasn't the best captain, but... Uh. Yeah, because that's, that's, that's not on the leadership of the team itself. I'm pretty sure he didn't name himself fucking captain at age 19. Maybe he was a dickhead at age 19. Maybe he's a dickhead now. End of the day, Jack Eichel should still be a Buffalo Sabre. Oh, well, he requested a trade after being two years into an eight-year extension. Like you didn't fucking expect them to request a trade. You were right there with them talking about how shit this organization was, how bad the leadership is, how incompetent the leadership is. But now, well, we can't boo the owners anymore, so we're going to boo Jack. Like, what the fuck? What the fuck is that shit? I'm sorry, but like this weird fucking ego from a good portion of the Sabres fan base is beyond undeserved and unearned. This weird, as sin alluded towards, holier-than-thou attitude of we're so much better than other fan bases. Fuck you! Show up to your fucking games then! If you're such a great fan base, oh, but that's right, you're busy showing, busy showing your ownership. Hold on a second, isn't that right? So the Arizona Coyotes have bad, have bad attendance. Move them, fuck them. You have bad attendance. Why do you have bad attendance? Oh, because we're sending a message to ownership that we want things to be run better. Isn't that why Jack fucking left? Because he and you wanted things to be run better. You hypocritical fucks. Yeah, but now it's back. I'm sorry, but holy shit. It's straight back to tribalism now. That's really what it comes down to. Like, they can't, you have to keep cheering for your team. All of a sudden, Eichel becomes the enemy. It doesn't matter what happened. You, it's just plain, simple tribalism. And yeah, a little bit of it is ego too. But it's, it's crazy. But it, that's the ugly stupidity of human nature at times too. It's just gross. It is. Yeah. I'm sorry. Especially that, it's, like, you can't you can't boo a guy all night and make signs about him and then get angry when he when he says something back. Like, that's that's fucking chirping. Like, you want to participate, you want to be part of the game. Well, the the game's gonna come back at you and give it back too. He, he lost. He should just shut up and go home. He left <laughs> us. <laughs> like acting like fucking acting like teenagers that just got fucking dumped. Basically, yes. Yeah. Like, my God, grow up a little bit. Th- I thought I thought people of Buffalo had thicker skin than this. You live in one of the worst fucking places to live in in the United States. Thought you had thicker skin than this. Buffalo, the Sabres have been shit for a long fucking time. Aren't you used to someone just being like, yeah, eh, it kind of sucks there. <laughs> Holy shit. Didn't Tom Brady dicking down the bills for two decades wasn't that long enough. Think you'd get thicker skin. Holy shit. Uh, oh my god. But no, congrats. You beat Jack Eichel in the Vegas Golden Knights in, in one fucking game. Woo! Oh my god. The Bills almost made a Super Bowl. Almost <laughs> by being, I don't know, in the divisional round. You're still going to get to the fucking conference round. Oh, but we would have we beaten the Bengals. 
Get fucked, Buffalo. Oh my god, like you're doing everything you can in your power to go from this city and these fan bases that should be likable because you have suffered, because your ownership is shit, and you're doing everything you can before both teams turn the corner to actually piss away your likability to where no one's gonna give a fuck. You wanna be the underdog, but you also wanna be the big bad villain at the same time. That's not how it works, you dumb fucks. They have the they have a, a peak New England and Boston mentality without any of the accolades. And wasn't that annoying enough when we fucking did it? <laughs> I hated it. What I the absolutely fuck? Hated All you it. did was complain. <laughs> All you did was complain I about was how so insufferable and toxic Patriots Red Sox yes. fans are, and now you're trying to do that. What the fuck's the matter with you? Fuck! I'm gonna cry, this is so good. <laughs> we really should have had Architect on for this show. Oh my god, I. God, he's already here! The spirit of Architect seeps through your bones. Oh my the god. Sodium oh, pour- let, let the sodium pouring out from my pores. <laughs> Summon Architect's spirit to us. The salt. Oh of God. Buffalo lived I don't on. know how the fuck they tend to the roads during Damn the winter. It, I was they just gonna make the, oh you fuck. I was just gonna make the, the just sidewalk comes from the joke. people. I was just gonna make a salt in the sidewalk joke. Oh um, my fucking god. And then I thought of Mr. Alone. Fuji. Just get him here. <laughs> fucking <laughs> Well, oh, it's snow today, so I'll make sure that brings him home just for you guys, just next time on the there podcast. Aside from that, in this game, uh, for the Sabres, Craig Anderson recorded his 300th career NHL win, which is awesome. Uh, He's had a very long career, obviously a a bit of a turbulent career, too. What was it? I I don't want to misspeak here, but his wife had an illness at one point, so he had to step away from the game. Like, just all around, from all we know, just a really fucking good dude. 40 years old, turns 41 in May. This could be his last season. Uh, Just good shit. From Craig Anderson. Really happy to see him pull that off. And in this game as well, I want to talk specifically about Vegas now. Uh, There was a moment uh, where Keegan Colasar was in a fight with Casey Fitzgerald. uh, And Colasar kind of breaking the unwritten rule, still throwing punches while they're on the ground. Uh, I believe Fitzgerald never came back in that particular game after that uh, pretty dirty incident. Of course, Avs fans, I believe, aren't happy with Colasar either. I think he was the one involved in an incident with Bowen Byram not all that long ago. And you look now for Vegas, all of a sudden, they're in a little bit of trouble here. Robin Leonard's out for a couple of weeks injured. They are down to third in the Pacific Division. And... uh, Basically on the same point pace as the Edmonton Oilers. They are two points clear, only have a game at hand on the Oilers. Sin, uh... (laughs) Good, good. (laughs) Enjoying the moment because Edmonton's within striking distance. Vancouver's only four points back and they have a game at hand. Shit, the Ducks, one more game played than Vegas, they're only five points back. There is no guarantee that the Vegas Golden Knights make the playoffs at this point. Four wins in their last ten. They've lost two in a row. You would think they have too much talent to fail, but every year you're going to have examples of like, wow, how the hell did this team miss the playoffs? And for Vegas, you start adding injuries and, you know, again, like, oh, we don't have Eichel, but we have Mark Stone. Well, now Eichel's here, but Mark Stone's out. It's just those examples of could they be another one of those teams that we add to the list 
Sin is going to fucking pull muscles for how how fucking hard he's smirking right now at the the. <laughs> I was actually sorry. I, 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 yeah. I was smirking at that initially, and then I, I, I was chuckling at myself because there's a quarter. You know those quarters they made with all the, uh, the cool shit on the back for each state. You remember yeah. that too? Yeah. yeah. I, I had one, and it's clear. My initial, Who's that painter guy? Fuck. Why am I not remembering? Bob Ross. Thank you. Yes. I was like, <laughs> why is Bob Ross on this? I'm like, Jesus Christ, that's totally not him. That is. <laughs> It's a man in front it? of a plantation. I don't, I don't, no! Oh my god! I don't know why my brain was like... Oh, no! Why is Jim... Why is Bob Ross on a fucking... No. Imagine Jim Ross. <laughs> the Rosses. Jim, I, I can't even get names right. By God, he painted a tree! Yeah, dude. I, oh, yeah, it's, no, no, it's fucking Frederick Douglass. The- and for some reason my brain just like initially... Uh. Hmm. Why is Bob Ross on the quarter? Only have accidents. What state was he from? Only have accidents. Can you feel it? Can you sense it? Oh, my God. All right. I don't think we can go back to talking about the Vegas Golden Knights now. (laughs) Fuck them. I hope, I hope all this backfires on them. I hope it does. I, I hope their no depth gets them into trouble. And I hope loading up the way they have just screws them over. The way it screwed over my team. <laughs> there you go. couple other things to talk about here, gentlemen, before we call it a day on the show. First and foremost, some re-signings. Big news today. Joe Pavelski Woo. re-signs with the Dallas Stars. He was on an expiring deal. It is a one-year deal worth $5.5 million for the Stars. That is the good news for them. The bad news, they are going to be without Miro Heiskanen for an undetermined amount of time as he is currently battling mono, which is awful. So, in a sense, I'm almost intrigued at them re-signing Pavelski because right now, in the playoffs, we look at the wild card situation. They are currently in that second wild card spot. But are they one of those teams where it's like, okay, is it better for you to go for it and see what happens, or is it better for you to miss out by trading a Joe Pavelski and miss out and then maybe get a better draft pick and move on? I'm not sure uh, how I feel, but at the same time, you know, all the talk about, oh, Vegas and Edmonton and Vancouver being there. Right now, Edmonton's not in that second wildcard spot. You know, they're technically outside the playoffs looking in. So Dallas does have a decent shot at making it. I feel like Dallas is always one of those teams where if they get in, there's always a potential that they make a run because of just the kind of style. Yeah, yeah. It's the style that they play. So I I feel like they got to go for that. Um, Because I do feel like they still have a lot of those tools that is, you know, in that quote unquote built for the playoffs mentality as well. So I'm just happy for Pavs. I know a lot of Sharks fans are like, I'll bring him back. I'm like, he's not. Why the fuck would he want to come back here? He was with what? Yeah, first of all, exactly. What fucking cap space? Second of all, he was unceremoniously let go. The man wanted to come back and they couldn't get a deal done because we were offering him not enough years and not enough money. Um because we decided to go younger with Evander Kane, and that fucking backfired. Um, Trade him for Tomash Hurdle. That's the move that needs to be made to get rid of Hurdle. Don't bring in futures. Bring in soon-to-be 38-year-old Joe Pavelski. Hurdle. Um, yeah, mm. he. once the tr- trade deadline's coming up, man. Ten days away. Oh, boy. If Hurdle, I'm so nervous. If Hurdle isn't signed before them and they let that trade deadline go, 
I just know he's going to depart in free agency and hmm. <laughs> pain. Be a bitter pill to swallow. So very intrigued to see what happens with Dallas, but don't worry, Stars fans. You still have Jason Robertson, the best player in the world. You'll be just fine. A team that won't be just fine. The Philadelphia Flyers. Holy fuck, I thought it was fake. I saw the news. I thought it was fake. I'm like, there is no way that's from the real Darren Dreger account. I'm like triple-checking sources. They have re-signed defenseman Rasmus Ristolainen. This year, he's making, I believe, $5.4 million against the cap. Confirmed. $5.4 million against the cap. He has re-signed for $5.1 million for the next five years. It's worth those hits, baby. You know how many hits he gets? You know how he's he's a big fucking Viking-looking guy. And that is half the battle of being a hockey player. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> if you want to be a shutdown defenseman, you need to ignore those analytics and you need to hit people. You need to make the boom, especially at Broad Street. Oh, my God. Yeah, I don't know. It's such a bad deal. And... What's the fucking point of if you have an analytics department? What is the point? Get rid of them. Save yourself some money because you're going to need it now. <laughs> I genuinely do not understand this. You mentioned it. All that Risto really brings is physicality, hits and blocking shots, and he's big. Power play production. He too. was brutal in Buffalo. He has been fairly brutal in Philadelphia, too. And I know, uh, shout out to someone like Bojo, like I know Flyers fans like, he hasn't been that bad playing next to Travis Sanheim. Sanheim's good, though. It's because Travis Sanheim's fucking good. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's not, like, maybe it's Risto playing up to how good Travis Sanheim is, let alone the fact, I think the word was they might shop Sanheim. It's insanity. I never, and especially to as a roster editor for NHL 22, when people are like, oh, how are you going to have Devon Taves be a 92? First and foremost, look at his fucking numbers. He deserves a 92 regardless of what the fuck you look at. Well, he'd never get $10 million in real life. Yeah, and someone like Rasmus Ristolainen shouldn't get over $5 million in real life, but here the fuck we are. Like, I'm sorry. And it's like, oh, well, NHL GMs know better. Do they? Does Chuck Fletcher know better? <laughs> Sometimes they do. Sometimes it's it, in this case, it's it's clear as day that this is just not good. But Chuck Fletcher, let's go over some of these contracts. The most valuable contract he's ever signed as a GM, based off a of cap hit, is the Sean Couturier extension, seven seven five for eight years. That's honestly not that bad. He signed the Zach Parise Ryan Suter double deal in Minnesota. He signed Kevin Hayes to $7.1 million for seven years in Philadelphia. Like, you look at his track record, signing Thomas Vanek to $6.5 million for three years in 2014. Thomas Vanek wasn't Thomas Vanek anymore. You can get into some of the trades. Like, Chuck Fletcher is a god-awful NHL general manager. That is, I'm sorry, undisputable, indisputable. Call it what you willable at this point. And this is only the latest. Like, Flyers fans, I am sorry. You guys are fucked. Like, you literally just signed Andy McDonald 2.0. And that's a horrible thing when Flyers fans are like, oh yeah, this is Andy McDonald 2.0. Because this has happened to you before! 
Flyers fans know what they're about to get hit with. Pronger. And that's the saddest thing of all. I mean, Pronger was still effective in his time there, but also they were stuck with like that. I think they LTI. I would take Chris Pronger right now over Rasmus Ristolainen. (laughs) How old is Chris Pronger? He can't be worse. No, he's not quite 50 yet, I don't think. But He is 47. Sign him up. I guarantee you, if you were to play from this point to the end of the season, his analytics would be better than Rasmus Ristolainen's. I guarantee it. Brutal. And Flyers fans know this. Cannot believe it. Uh, he is going to be, I mean, he already was and will continue to be the second highest paid defenseman on this team. It's stunning. I, I don't see, I mean, Sin, you mentioned it. What does he have? Big, Viking looking. It's still 1999. He's got that picture of him with the black eye when he was standing there in the pregame with his helmet on. Oh my god. I gotta it's, say that was a badass fucking picture, but it ain't worth yeah. five point one. <laughs> Dude, I just I'm like even now talking about it, I'm still just stunned. Good for him. Like the man yeah, good for him for paid. sure. <laughs> like this isn't an assault yeah. on him or his character. Good for him. And his but agent, like he's getting thing. paid comparable money. To the deal TJ Brody signed in Toronto and Jake Muzzin as well. Oh, that's not that bad. Yeah, TJ Brody and Jake Muzzin are both better. Yeah. He does have a comparable contract to Tyler Myers in Vancouver, though. Big. Can't teach size. Sign him up. It's the fucking Vince McMahon school of running a hockey organization. I want big men. (laughs) Give me big men. Big men. Fucking big meaty men slapping meat will always draw in the NHL. I love it. Holy <laughs> shit. Just so bad. Damn. Flyers fans, I am so sorry. I need to apparently look at the highlight of this next thing we're about to talk about. Yeah, so uh, for the Detroit Red Wings, Alex Nedeljkovic uh, oh, yeah. let in one of the worst goals of all time uh, by accidentally swiping it into his own net. Um... I don't even know how that happens. EA is going to have years of validation now. Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean goalies don't hit it into their own net? Brutal. Uh, there was a full-on brawl at the end of the second period. Um, Lucas Raymond and Matt Dumba got into it, I believe. Raymond ended up having the back of his head bloodied. That's which is a pretty good. rough sight. Yeah, And then... The bad news kind of got worse for the Red Wings as uh, it was announced today that Robbie Fabry is done for the season with another ACL tear, his third. Now, the other two were in one knee. This is apparently in the other. How bad of luck can one fucking player have? I feel so bad for Robbie Fabry. He always has these comebacks and looks great. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, every time he's healthy, he shows you a glimpse of, like, Oh shit, this is this is why. This is the guy. Like this is what people thought he could be when he was drafted 21st overall in 2014. Like he shows those glimpses. Um, you know, career to date, 152 points in 302 games, which isn't that bad, but it's just the guy has some of the worst injury luck I can recall in the modern game. It's 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 pretty shitty, is the best way to sum it up. And hopefully, um, you know, you hate to speculate, but hopefully this isn't going to lead to conversations of 
his future beyond like, oh, when is he going to get back and and be healthy? You hope that this isn't. Uh, yeah, you'd hope that this isn't anything too crazy or too unfortunate for him. In terms of other news, now we haven't talked about the deadline, but uh, some interesting breaking news here that just came across. Uh, this comes from Mike DeFabo, DeFabo, uh, who's a beat writer for the Penguins. Mentions that Kasperi Kapanen is going to be a healthy scratch for Pittsburgh tonight. There has been talks of him potentially being involved in a deal involving the Vancouver Canucks. And would that potentially be a JT Miller? Penguins get JT Miller. Uh, every Eastern Conference team should be shitting pricks. Yeah. Miller's pretty good. Oh, Kasperi kind of set... fits into the age bracket for Vancouver. Was he 24, yeah. Yeah. 25? Oh, he's, yeah, I think he's got to be 25 at this point. Not that JT Miller is old either. No, but Miller is 28. Yeah. Kapanen's 25. Oh, okay. It's not that big. I thought it was like a four-year gap. But. Yeah, so. But yeah, JT Miller as a Penguin is a, is a scary, scary thought for every uh, fan of an Eastern Conference team. Calgary Flames, Johnny Goodrow. A hat trick against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Pay the man. For the love of God, the longer you wait to get a deal done, the more, seriously, just the more leverage he has in these negotiations. He's having such a good season. He is 28. He is a UFA at the end of the year. Uh, pay the man. I mean, he's, he's making 675. Like, what What could he put? Like, give him eight, eight and a half, nine. Just do it. Like, you have to keep this guy, for God's sakes. Like, unless they're scared of what he might be in the playoffs, but even then, last time they made the playoffs, he had seven points in ten games, which isn't that bad. So, Flames fans, for your sake, I hope they pay him. I hope they do. Uh, for the Islanders, we haven't had the ability to talk about them too much lately because they, they're terrible. Yeah. Like, they're terrible. <laughs> they are, as of today, 20 points behind the Washington Capitals. They do have five games at hand, but they are boned this year. Anders Lee, though, scored his first career hat-trick, the captain of the team, uh, with less than a second to go on the clock against the Columbus Blue Jackets. He had 29 career multi-goal games, never had a hat-trick despite a 40-goal season in the past. Pretty Finally impressive. gets a hat-trick. I haven't been able to see the stat of who has the longest or the most amount of 20-goal or multi-goal games without getting a hat-trick in their career. I'd imagine 29 multi-goal games before getting your first hat-trick. Has to be up there. Yeah. That's pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, you know, desperately looking to find it here, but I can't in terms of who has the. Uh, it's like once you get that multi goal game and like you're feeling it, it feels like almost like, I mean, getting the third one's still tough, but I mean, you're more than two thirds there when you have that multi goal game. So it's pretty crazy that he hasn't gotten one. I mean, He's in his prime now. I mean, you, yeah, a 40-goal season? Mm. That's insane. So in, in his 30th multi-goal game, he gets his first half. I believe 30th. Is. It might have it been 21st. There might have been a typo. I, I'm seeing some conflicting. But oh, regardless, okay. whether or not it's 20 or 29, still an absurd amount of multi-goal games to have. And he gets the hat trick with .4 seconds on the clock. Damn. Remaining in regulation, which is nuts. Uh, we'll stay in the uh, eh, yeah we'll stay in New York really quickly here too. Uh, we've talked a lot about Alexi Lafreniere. Uh, I saw this stat just so that we can continue to bully this guy. Um, he has now played the same amount of games as he did last year and has three fewer points than the prior season. I I don't know how that's possible. Fifty six games played, twenty one points last year. He has eighteen this year. 
I I don't understand it. I I just don't. Like we've talked about it so often throughout the season and so many different options, but you know, the idea of like, okay, number one overall pick, you know, it's gonna take them a little bit longer to develop, but still like Man, he is on the top line right now with Sabanajad and Kreider. Don't know how often he's been there this season, but still, just 18 points on the year is shocking. Yeah, that's extremely low. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't have any other way to respond. Not to that even on just, pace for yeah. 40. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't know. 13 goals, five assists, and 56 games. It's it's been a thing. <clears throat> Excuse me, it's been a thing with the Rangers in terms of prospect development for yep. one reason or another. Last two things, gentlemen, I want your opinion. First and foremost, the Florida Panthers. Jonathan Huberto has 64 assists. The Panthers have 24 games left. Does he hit 100 assists? He would be the first person nope. since Wayne Gretzky in 1990 to do it. Nope. Cuz that would mean he would pass up that incredible Joe Thornton season when he had like 90 something assists. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think he's going to get Endo it. Milk. He doesn't have a think... motherfucking Jonathan Chichu, okay? <laughs> that came out But he nowhere. does have Anthony Duclair. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> God. And the last thing here is related to the Sharks. Ryan Dezingle, noted waiver claim, is back on waivers. Poor guy. He, uh... He how in... I don't know how many Sharks games you've, you've caught. He played in six games, had one goal... Uh, was there anything more to his game beyond that stat line? Um, uh, he just wasn't really noticeable. <laughs> I hate to say it. I mean, a lot of the sharks aren't noticeable, but yeah, no, he doesn't really have an impact besides. <sighs> so around the time of the eighteen nineteen season, he was with the Ottawa Senators. He had 44 points in 57 games. Great total with 22 goals. He turned down a five-year, $5 million contract with the Sens. I wonder if he regrets that at all. Here's a quiz for you to end this show. Along with Ottawa, name all the other teams that Ryan Dezingle has played for in the NHL. I miss Blue Jackets. Correct. Played for or just like been in the organization? Been in the organization. Uh, So Leafs, obviously, on there. Arizona as well. Yeah. Sharks. Sharks. You're missing one. Nashville. Not Nashville. I barely remember this happening in fairness. Nashville. He played 75 games for this team between 2019 and 2021. Wait a second. Ottawa, Columbus, Arizona, Toronto, San Jose. Was it the Blues? Not the Blues. Wait, wait, I know this. Carolina. Yeah. Oh, see, it's Carolina. He has been on one, two, three, four, five different teams since turning down that contract. Five teams. Uh, uh, uh. I feel bad for him, but also. One, two away. Why did he turn that down? Did he just not want to be in Ottawa or what? No, man. Dude, I think he goes right on that list of like, why did certain people not just take the deal? Like, what was it, Endo? Like, Cody Franzen got a big deal from the Leafs. He's like, nah, I'm going to stay on free agency and get more money. And then his NHL career just yeah. went right down the tubes. Yeah. Because remember, what people don't forget, what people seem to forget is if you get sent to the minors, you still get paid that contract money. 
hundred percent. If it's a one way, way deal, yeah, yeah, yeah. If it's a one way deal, you get that contract money. But like, is for Zingle example, on a one way? Yeah, because you have to go through waivers yeah. to go through. It's still technically it's still a one way oh, contract. Of course, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I'm trying to think of, like, for example, if we were to send down Peter Morazic, he would still be getting three point eight. Yeah, he would clear waivers. Yeah, that might be. Them. But what is Zingle signed for? Like it's not much. That's that not. Uh, dirt, dirt right now. cheap this year. Yeah, I was gonna say it's like he's like he was on like a one year deal that the Leafs couldn't have afforded him. Jack squat, and if they did, that would have been. Yeah, cool. he's on one point one. Yeah, this year. Okay, that's actually more than so. I thought. <laughs> I thought it'd be under one. Yeah, I thought it was like eight hundred k to me. Yeah. <laughs> so. But yeah, hey, we'll see what happens with Ryan Dezingle. We will see what happens in terms of trades as well. There have been the reports. Oh, maybe it's gonna be quiet. We are just under now 10 days away from the trade deadline, and uh, we'll see. We'll see. Hey, by the end of the night, Kasperi Kapanen could be a Canuck. Who's to say? With that, gentlemen, good show. It was good talking with you again. Good catching up. Endo Mills, what do you have going on lately? I'm playing a lot of Trackmania, um, which is hmm. a it's basically one of the first major like speedrunning games where the whole purpose of the game is just to go straight through. You have a track. Usually, it's user generated or it's generated by the company that makes it. Um, it's a Ubisoft property as well, too. And uh, you just just race, go with, try to get to it as fast as possible. Uh, it's very straightforward. Go from point A to point B fast. Arcadey time trial game is, I think, the best way. It's almost like the old like Hot Wheels games, but like time trial. Yeah, focused, which makes it pretty damn fun. Mm-hmm. Mr. Sin for the win. Yes, sir. What do you got going on lately? Yeah. Uh, well, you guys can, uh, you know, do follow me on or sub, uh, watch my YouTube shit, Sin for the Win Productions. You can follow me on Twitter, I guess, although I'm not on there too much, uh, SinFTWProd. I am now on Instagram, at Paul Cinders. It's going to be my uh, my music stuff. I'm starting mm-hmm. there, and it will eventually be also a music YouTube channel, too. So be on the lookout for that as well if you want to hear some music. There you go. There you go. You can catch me at Tuki24, thankfully. Yay! Fuck you, hackers. Sons of bitches. Uh, <laughs> Hooray! We are safe. We are in control of pretty much all of our accounts. Thank God for that. So I don't know if I'll be live streaming tonight because I streamed in the afternoon because I was excited to get my account back. Now your boy's tired. Because imagine that. Waking up and seeing the sun all day and then seeing the sun set makes a human being tired. Is that called being a normal person? I'm not used to that. You see these, I'm pretty sure there's some blinds. sort of evolutionary thing tied into that, but I don't know. <laughs> you see these blinds know, behind I'm you? I'm not a jock <laughs> Thank you for listening and or watching, everybody. Again, if you listened, you can watch Tukey's Take Podcast on YouTube. If you watched, you can listen. Do both. Do it. We'll see you on Tuesday. Goodbye. <laughs>